1: This is the Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze.
2: Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I am just so happy and humbled to be with you again today. Uh, in the last couple of months, there's been a new thing that has been brewing in the Sue Freeze world, uh, actually more than one. And one of them is, is the Lunch with Susie. And I just want to invite you, if you don't know anything about it or if you've tried to go, just understand that if you go to SiouxFreeze.com, SiouxFreeze, spelt like fries, when we dot go there and find out when the next event is happening in the area that you can reach by car, by horse, by buggy. However, you can get there just get there and meet me and let's let's have some time together. I want to connect with you. It's so difficult sometimes for me to talk into this mic and not know faces and sometimes I see faces, but faces and where you are in your life, you know, what's going on with you. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will touch me and I'll just feel these emotions come over me that I know they're not really my emotions, but they're emotions that are happening at the moment. And so I just want to know what's going on with you. So please connect with me by going to Sue fries, spelled spelt like fries, when we're dot com. And I'm starting there because I just want everybody to understand that, you know, this show is for you. And it's no coincidence that you've turned on the dial to Sufris today. There's no coincidences, okay? It's when God decides to stay anonymous. Things happen, and sometimes we just don't even realize it. But the connections we make, the people that we meet, there is something there. The Lord might be trying to deliver a message. Are you listening? Are you paying attention to what is available to you? I had a conversation with a very close family member who's going through a really trying time. And sometimes when I talk to people about situations, I just want so badly to shake shake them up. I want to shake them up to help them realize that God created them for a purpose. And don't you find sometimes that we get so caught up in the moment or so caught up in whatever the crisis or the circumstances are that we don't just step out of ourselves sometimes and just let the Lord just embrace us. Fill us and guide us. And all he says is to just ask him. Ask and you shall receive. So sometimes I just want to say, what is your purpose here on this earth? Do you know what that is? And if you don't, are you asking? Are you asking the right person? Are you asking the right spirit? Are you asking your heavenly father why you're here? Because he will expose that to you if your eyes, ears, your senses are open to that. And I, and I say all this because I know there's such a need out there for us to be uh, purposeful. And if we are purposeful, then a lot of this other stuff just kind of washes away. It's just really not that important in the big scheme of things. So today I have a guest with me, and this guest has been with me before, and she's with me again, and we like to catch up. We had a lunch, and uh, we like to catch up on where we are in our lives and how the Lord's working in our lives and, you know, what's next on the agenda. Not our agenda, but God's agenda. And, you know, I always say that no matter what we're going through, we, we look at it as a preparation for the next assignment, We can look at it as like, oh, no, what's happening to me? And oh, no, I'm a victim. Or we could say, okay, Lord, what's a lesson here? Let's learn the lesson and let's move on and utilize that lesson to empower and to build his kingdom. And that's exactly what Kathleen Cook is doing with her husband is they are taking their gifts that God has given them, taking all of their experience from the past, and they've put it into what they're doing now. And it's evolving always, just like our lives are evolving. They don't, they're don't, they not stagnant. They're evolving, and we're letting the Lord guide everything we do. So, Kathleen, I am just so grateful, so thankful for our friendship, our relationship, and I'm thankful that you said yes
3: when I asked you to come back. Oh, Sue, it's just always such a fun place to stay. Spend my time with you because <laughs> I am so honored and privileged to be able to do it. Um, you have such a heart for men and women out there, and um, I love these luncheons you're doing. I didn't know about them until you started talking. And I went going, "Well, I want to go to one of those." <laughs> um, but yeah, you, I just, I wish everyone w- would be able to sit down and have lunch with you. And so they'll be able to at your lunches, I hope. So. Which we had such a great time uh, sharing Jesus together yes. today, and that's what it's all about.
2: You have so many stories, so many connections, so many relationships, and uh, just to sit with you, I just want to be quiet. (laughs) Two ears and one mouth for a reason, and I just want to be quiet, and I want to listen to Kathleen talk, Uh, because you're such a blessing. You really are such a blessing. Right back at you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So um, those of you that don't know Kathleen Cook, I'm going to give you a short bio so you know kind of the person or what her background is, and just understand that in anything in life, you might discount or think that what is going to be said really doesn't matter to you or doesn't affect you or there is nothing you can gain from any situation. And I'm here to challenge you that no matter where you are and what you're doing, there is a message. It's just whether you're going to be open to it or not. And you always have to, I tell my employees, I tell my children, I tell people that I'm involved in, look for that golden nugget. Look for that one thing that you walk away. And when you walk away from any situation, what's the message, Lord? What is the lesson? What are you trying to teach me in this? And you will find that he will make it uh, apparent to you. He will. He'll, he'll He'll. bring it home. So just understand that. So the short bio for Kathleen Cook is uh, she's a, a media executive. She's an actor, a speaker, a writer, and a co-founding partner and vice president of Cook Pictures, a media production company based in Burbank, California. She also co-founded the nonprofit organization, The Influence Lab, where she leads and mentors Christian professionals in the entertainment industry. So, uh, you didn't like wake up one morning and say, "This is what you want to do," or did you? Uh, well, that's an interesting,
3: st- <laughs> an interesting question to begin with. Um, I actually grew up with my favorite toy in life being an outda- outdoor trash can full of costumes or cl- discarded clothing my mother had gotten from the flea markets and thrift stores, so that I could create my own characters and create my own theatrical dramas in the in my uh, in the back of the house. Um, and uh, so I think God put that in my DNA to begin with to do uh, theatrical acting and being a part of the media in some way. But um, it's so early on, in, early on. And that reminds me of my daughter, who is now a school teacher for Christian School,
2: and she loves what she does. She she when she was growing up, she always wanted to be the teacher, she had a blackboard and we bought those little desks that you could buy at Goodwill or whatnot. And I would buy a couple of those and she'd have friends come over. And she would be in the front of the class. And she would be teaching, and so you know it's like that innate
3: uh, thing that God just creates oh, and puts absolutely. in there. Yeah, and I always encourage um, moms out there to pay attention to those kind of things. Absolutely. You know, pay attention to do they have? Does your child have a bent toward um, painting or um, creating things, or um, you know, whatever it is? You have an idea. Pay attention to that. Um, I use the story of Jesus because Mary. Uh, and Jesus was a carpenter. But I've traveled the world. I've never seen a piece of furniture he's ever created or one from his father, Joseph. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of other other artifacts. But, um, but Jesus was taught a skill, a specific skill that God the Father placed him in a family that was going to teach him that would reflect on what he was going to do in his ministry. And God gives us skills and tools. We have a tool belt. So media is in my tool belt theatrical acting is part of my tool belt. And our children have tools and skills that God's given them. And we as parents, I believe part of our job in raising them is paying attention to what are those tools that God's given you and how do we take those skills to bring forth kingdom purposes. Exactly.
2: God created you and your children for a specific purpose And as parents, we do need to be looking at the gifts they have and what their bent is. And so, you know, we can encourage them in that area. And I I heard a long time ago from a leader entrepreneur, and he said, you know, we can spend a lot of time on the things that we're not good at. Or we can refine and define those things that we are good at and find other people that are better at those items and let them do those things that they're gifted at and you stay focused on what you're good at and it makes a great pairing. And I agree with that. And we can spend so much time on those areas in which we're not that great at. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be feel bad about. All we need to do is just find other people, resources that can do those things. And then they're getting to be, In their joy world of feeling good about themselves and what
3: they bring to the table. Such wisdom. Yes. That's such wisdom. I always say I I work with a lot of um, media students from various universities and when I mentor them and talk to them, I talk to them about In our industry, it's so competitive that people aren't going to pay for your nines and tens. Exactly. They're not going to pay for your even fours and fives, the mediocre stuff. Mm -hmm. So what are those things that you can really focus in on that you're really good at? Right. Not that you don't have to know. As an orchestra leader has to know the entire um, parts of the orchestra and and, uh, various instruments. We have to know that. It's collaborative business in the media. But we have to hone in on those specific top skills that God's Mm -hmm. given us and pay attention to those first. Absolutely. So someone needs to hear that if it's you pay attention
2: and uh, maybe that's the golden nugget don't leave that we have a whole hour here okay and you are listening to the Sue Free Show and I'm so thankful that you're with us today and this show goes from San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo and on the internet it goes all over the world so in Paris Uh, you know, in Germany, thank you so much for joining. And I appreciate it. If you um, know somebody that you'd like to share this show with, just know that you can go to SueFreeze.com and uh, look up the podcast and share this show or eight and a half years of subject matter and guests uh, as you will, you know, on your time when you want it. Isn't that wonderful? iTunes, iHeart, you can find us by going to Sue Freeze also. I also have a TV show on Channel LA, in, in LA, Channel 36. So you can uh, tune in there too. There's a lot of other things on the SueFreeze.com site, and I hope you go there and check it out. There's a lot of free things. There's a lot of videos. There's a lot of messages there that could be helpful, whatever your situation is currently. So Kathleen, those that have that don't really know you,
3: why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about you know you? Sure, I'd love to. Um, Well, as I mentioned, I... um come i didn't come from a theatrical background i came actually grew up in las vegas nevada my father was recruited to be the first basketball coach in 1949 to lead the first high school uh in being the head basketball coach there and he still holds the record in nevada for winning more state championships in basketball than any other coach and uh, but there was nothing going on in 49 and when i graduated high school in 1973 yes i'm that old um I'm right behind you, right behind you. <laughs> I, uh, there were five high schools, and now there are 52. Ah. So it's not the city I grew up in. But uh, I was privileged to go to school at Oral Roberts University and get my education there. And meet met my husband. He was uh, a director, producer, and worked with Oral and Richard Roberts in the television ministry there and when they were doing the national specials. And then we went on to start our first company. And we moved to Los Angeles in 91. And I went full-time into theatrical acting. At that time, we had two babies, one three at the time and one seven. And Phil was traveling the world. We've uh, spoken and taught in 60 countries now around the world. And we're actually celebrating our 25th year in business with Cook Pictures. And that's Cook with an E on the end. Um, some people call it Cookie, but it's uh, C O O K E, Cook Pictures. So you can uh, Google what we've been doing around the world. We've worked with some of the larger ministries and um, organizations, nonprofits around the world. We've done everything from Super Bowl spots to feature films. Um, many of your listeners may have saw, seen the film um, Let Hope Rise. That's the Hillsong film that was out in theaters last year. And we also had a, a Fathom event called The Insanity of God based on the uh, missionary uh, Nick Ripken. And it sold out theaters throughout the, the uh, United States so much so they they asked and uh, we were able to show a second screening of it on their dime, which was never heard of anymore, so uh, no, nobody does things for free anymore, right? right. So, uh, <laughs> so that's a little bit about our company. And then through that process, Phil and I have been asked to speak and teach. Phil's written several books. I've got a new book coming out. And we can talk about that in a little bit. But, um, but we've been able to speak and teach in ma- many different countries. I will have I will be in my seventh country since October in August this year alone. So, when you're going to these countries, what exactly are you speaking about? So it, it varies. Okay. Uh, some of the places we go, we are speaking, we are shooting events, of course, um, but we're always connecting with various groups while we're there. Most of them are media professionals that are wanting to use how to use media more effectively. Okay. So we teach things like I'll teach theatrical acting classes, film work on uh, producing, directing. Sometimes it's leadership skills that we mm-hmm. uh, um, that we teach because um, what a lot of artists forget in Los Angeles, particularly that I'm around is it's a business. And so you need business skills. And uh, what are those leadership skills? It's a you know the media and entertainment business is a collaborative business. So do you know how to work with people? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to work? You know do you learn, know how to play in the sandbox? We say and uh, and be able to uh, to work as as a um, as a group. So there are a lot of different things we're we're, we're uh, speaking and teaching on for various reasons and purposes. But p- predominantly we want to see that media. Uh, we we understand that media influences the world. And, uh, and it's, our, it's our go-to source. Uh, it's how we communicate. Do you know a Maasai warrior in the deepest part of Africa has a cell phone, and he has more access to information than the President of the United States had just 15 years ago. That's pretty amazing to think about, isn't it? So everyone has a cell phone, and everyone is needing to do media. And I believe uh, Facebook now um, is um, the largest country in the world digitally, so we always say, who's planting missionaries in that digital world today? Mm. And we are trying to develop um, men and women who are passionate about using their toolbox, their skills, yes. and be able to tell others about who Jesus is around the world. You know, that's
2: really interesting because I just thought about something. This last weekend I went to uh, Cal Poly um, graduation, and uh, it's an engineering computer skills Uh, group that are uh, graduating, and when I ask them at a lunch, so now what? What are you going to do? And they're all going, "Ah, I'm not sure. I know I have the skill set, and I know that I've passed this four years of of college, um, but I'm really not sure what the next move, next step is. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could grab a hold of all of those guys with all of those skill sets and apply them to the God?
3: Well, it's, it's one of the reasons my husband wrote the book, um, one big thing, just dis- discovering what you were born to do. Oh, I love that! And uh, we re- we give it out for graduation presents to many, many schools and many, many students around the country constantly because we're all about our purpose. But exactly. what is our purpose and calling? Right. And uh, and there he out- outlines some wonderful things. One of my favorites it- that he talks about is that your um, your misery. Maybe your mission in life, Mm -hmm. your purpose, Mm -hmm. because maybe it's the thing that God that you hate that God's called you to fix. Exactly. And so sometimes we have to look at not what we love and we're passionate about doing. But again, going back to that toolbox in uh, uh, illustration, we have things in our toolbox, but God's given us. An inner purpose and a reason that He's equipped us with those tools so that we can use them for His kingdom purposes, and that's what we need to find. And um, and that's sometimes so it's it's in mis- it's in your misery. Um, I I tell students, okay, maybe you hate the way theat. Um, Romantic novels are portrayed on the screen. Maybe it's your job to rewrite the greatest novel or a um, uh, romantic yes. movie that we can watch. Right. Uh, maybe God's that's what that's what God's called you to do because you hate the way they're being produced now or written. And uh, that's so.
2: I'm, I'm I'm gonna uh, write that down. The misery to your mission, yes. and that's what I say is preparation for your next assignment. Is, is along the same lines? Is you know you're, whatever it is that you're going through. Uh, you know God sees us through. And so through that, we can use the strength that we find to help others and encourage others in that time. And so, you know, whatever it is that you're going through could be, you know, your next assignment could be that. Yeah. And that could be your mission. Yeah. So purpose. I mean, that's all going together. And uh, like film, we develop better in the dark. I loved reading that one time. <laughs> yes. I And it's so yes. true. It's in so the dark true. times, we... We work and we're mm-hmm. focused more on relationship with our Heavenly Father. We're reaching out to him more. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. It's just the way it is. And so, yeah, we do develop better mm-hmm. uh, when when times are tough. Yeah. So tell us
3: some of the projects you're working on. You did a little bit, but tell me some more. Well, um, so Cook Pictures, um, we have a wonderful client, the Museum of the Bible, that's going in in Washington, D.C. We're doing media oh for word. them. It's a billion-dollar project. Um, Museum. It'll open in November, and if you haven't known about it or don't know about it, I would strongly urge you to go to museumofthebible.org and get connected. Um, it will be the second largest museum in Washington D.C. Um, it will have vast collections of scrolls. It has over seventy thousand artifacts right now, uh, collected from biblical sources and uh, scrolls and old Bibles and all sorts of artifacts um, and scholars and it has several layers of educational programs that go with it and their basic goal is just presenting what is this book that has been with us for thousands of years and why has it impacted our world the way it is. So the first floor is all about um, just how it was written. The second floor is how has it impacted our world. You know there are 2,000 Passages in Shakespeare's work alone that relate back to the Bible. Um, I tell actors if you don't know the Bible, you can't do Shakespeare you have to know the Bible to, know, to really adequately uh, understand what Shakespeare's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, th- then the third floor will be um, an experience floor. They'll have a full Jerusalem, Jerusalem village there. They have a ride that they're consulting with some of the top technicians in the world about um, that will fly you over Washington, D.C. and show you all of the monuments and places where Scripture has actually been embedded in parts of D.C. Um, and then the final floor above will be uh, an event floor, the largest event space in D.C. that will have a view of the Capitol and uh, a full theater. So they will open with a Broadway show, Amazing Grace. Um, and, uh, they're just, it's just go online and look at it. It's incredible. So we're, we're doing the video for that. That's museum of the Bible. Like I said, we've worked on Hillsong film and we have ongoing projects with, uh, with Hillsong and various, uh, organizations and, um, uh, nonprofits around the world. And then I'm working on a film myself, the Heather Mercer, Mercer story. And she was one of the two missionaries that was rescued at the beginning of the Afghanistan war that Bush went in with the Black Hawk down Marines to rescue out, she was showing the Jesus film and um, was thrown into a prison Afghan prison for four months and uh, since that time uh, she 's gone back to Iran now and uh, i 'm sorry not Iran I mean Iraq and uh, created a home called the Freedom Center for soldiers who have been injured and for women who have been trafficked by ISIS. And she's also working with the Kurdish women fighters. And if you know anything about that is if you're an ISIS fighter, you do not want to be killed by a woman because they're, law tells them that if they're killed by a woman, they can't go to heaven. And so they are developing women fighters. And these women are tough. And uh, she they need a place of respite and of care when they come back from their fighting situations. And Heather is creating that. So we want to create a, a film about her life and her work.
2: How amazing. See, you know, my world, I don't know about these things. So it's really interesting to touch into, you know, tap into this whole world that you're in. And this museum, uh, you were talking about it, and you're so excited about it, and, and everybody should be excited about it because so many people just don't understand just what a wealth of information there is in the Bible. And to have a museum where people can come that don't know really much about the Bible it just is going to help open up this whole floodgate of new understanding that Jesus is real and the story is not just a story it's a story but it is real and it's so exciting and to hear you talk about it it's just to be part of that to be filming that and what a thing to be a attached very to Very honored. I mean, very, very honored. honored. Yes. I, very exciting. I'm, yeah. I'm excited, and I'm not part of it. I want to be part of it. And you said that we could get our name on the wall, yeah. saying that we are a Christian, just by paying twenty dollars. So if you want to know more about that, just hold on until after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma. My mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose.
3: I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life.
2: I'm proud knowing my mother and Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com.
0: E.C.O.L.A. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. E.C.O.L.A. Termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services?
2: They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control.
0: Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call Ecola termite pest control services now. 800 332 BUGS. 800 332 BUGS or
2: termitelady.com. E. cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle, As a butterfly.
1: Here's your host, Sue Freeze.
2: Thank you, E.C.O.L.A. Termite and Pest Management Services for sponsoring this show. If you'd like to sponsor this show, I would love to talk to you. And if you're new to the advertising world and you're just not sure if this is the media for you, you know what? You can just contact me, and I've been in this world a long time, and I can help you through this. It's really not that difficult. I can give you the education you need, and then we can decide together whether this is a good fit or not. And if you're in San Diego, a business that only runs in San Diego, that's okay. We can handle that. If you're only in Orange County, L.A., we can handle that. Uh, we are opening up more uh, stations and whatnot. So any area that you are, if I feel that it would benefit you and the ROI, return on investment, is there, I will let you know that. And anyway, let's just con- connect, okay? And how do you do that? Go to Sue Free, Spell Like fries one word dot com my son loves to say that it 's kind of a jingle for him, and he just always says it it 's kind of funny anyway it 's not funny because i think it 's important that you connect with me, so connect with me, please. Learning to Breathe is a book that I wrote when I was injured, and the Lord was speaking loud and clear: "Be still and know that I am God." And I had to be still; I had, I didn't have a choice. So during that time, I took the time that I normally did not have, and I wrote a book about my son and myself and our journey to get through the asthma ADD situation. Uh, you know, trying to figure out how to not have these triggers, how we can get a good night's sleep, at least somewhat of a good night's sleep, and how I could prevent my son from leaving me from this earth way too soon. Asthma is something that is getting worse and worse and worse, and it's not something that's talked about. So if you know somebody that has an asthma issue, a respiratory issue of any kind, it's very important that you understand what the triggers are for this situation. My book, Learning to Breathe, can help you. It's not a yoga book. Some people think it is, but it's not. It's a a story. It's a journey with my son and how we went through many things. I talk about when I received the Lord on a mountaintop at a YMCA camp and how I found out when I came back from receiving the Lord that my mom said, Dad and I are getting divorced. Uh, and I said, no, you can't. And they said, you don't have any power here, and we've already decided. So there. So I talk about these things and how divorce affected me personally as a child and how my relationship with the Lord, I questioned it right after I received him because of this this slam dunk I got, the minute I got back from this wonderful experience of going to camp. Uh, at moving forward, just issues that came up during uh, life, and it makes you laugh. It might make you cry. It's going to make you feel, so warning. It, you will feel when you read this book. Uh, it was featured in London a couple of years ago, uh, and uh, I'm very excited to see where it goes next. So we'll, we'll see. I'll, ke- I'll keep you tuned on that. On the, sec- the first half of the show, I mentioned The Lunch with Susie. Uh, please go if you want to connect with me. I hope you do. Just go to the website. Find out when the next one is. I believe the next one is in July. And it's in Oxnard or Ventura at BJ's. I'm not sure if it's Oxnard or Ventura, but that's the next one. And then after that, there will be a calendar with different dates, different, uh, you know, different venues. I try to make them incredibly fun. Uh, the last one I did was at Tally's Vineyards up in a uh, Tascadero. I think it's a Tascadero, I might be wrong there, but way up north. And it was amazing. The venue was beautiful. The food was delicious. And just the conversation was amazing. So before the break, uh, Kathleen Cook and I were talking, and she was talking about this museum, and she's going to talk more about it. And how you can, as a Christian believer, pay $20, I think it is, to have your name put on the wall. So Kathleen, why don't you continue on and just tell. How yes. does a person do that? How do, how do they do that?
3: Well, they just go to museumofthebible.org. And uh, the information is right there. You can just follow the, you know, click through to uh, being a, become a donor and a member. There are um, lifetime founding memberships that you can uh, get and uh, various uh, levels. That you can get into the museum, but one of the cool things about it is they're going to have a a wall with a million names on it, of people who believe in the Bible mm. and, and how and that it has, how it's impacted their lives. And I went through and put the names of my parents who are no longer with us in this world, but I know who would love to have their name on this wall. And you can uh, put your kids' names in there, um, relatives, friends, um, you know, whole groups of um, employees if you want, if you're working with Christians and you wanna sponsor them for gifts. Um, it's, a great, it's a great gift for someone to sponsor their name. Um, years ago, um, my husband bought me a star you know in heaven you could buy a star yes. and uh, i thought no this is much better you can buy my name on the wall that right. i'm actually a believer one cool thing that we've just co- i just got back from germany a couple weeks ago and museum of the bible right now for those german listeners that you said we we are yes. listening on uh-huh. we have an exhibit going on in wittenberg this is the 500th year celebration of martin luther and the beginning of the reformation of the catholic church and he nailed his 95 theses on the church doors and Wittenberg, and we were there for the opening ceremonies that were happening throughout that city and will be happening throughout the entire country of Germany this year. And if you're in Germany, you know what I'm talking about. They're everywhere. And um, But museum has an incredible exhibit right now going on. They have they have the largest Bible in the world. They have the Bible that's gone to space with them. They have the smallest Bible in the world, and they have Elvis Presley's Bible right now on display with yeah. his own personal notes in it. So, uh, that's it's pretty incredible. So it's it's pretty cool. This, the, yeah. Like I said, the artifacts that the museum has accumulated, over 70,000 of them, Bibles and various things from the Bible, is breathtakingly incredible. So I'd highly recommend it. Again, bra- uh, museumofthebible.org. Yes, and I will put that on the suefreeze.com
2: site. So if you don't remember that, just remember suefreeze.com, and you can get the information there. We'll, we'll make a click-through so you can get there. And uh, that is amazing, and I I want to do that. I want to pay my $20, and I, 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 don't, I don't know. I have lots of people I can put on there, so I'm going to have to give that some thought. So tell us about the Influence Lab and a bit about Influence oh, Women. Oh,
3: this is my heart and my passion right yes. now. I love talking about Influence Lab. So InfluenceLab.org. Uh, is uh, a philanthropic or our nonprofit organization that we, uh, my husband and I, Phil Cook, who's a you know filmmaker and we uh, are co-partners in Cook Pictures, um, C-O-O-K-E, again, has an E on the end of our last name. Um, we started Influence Lab a couple years ago with um, several goals in mind. The first goal is we mentioned I speak and teach and so does Phil all over the world. And we are constantly being asked to go speak and teach somewhere but a lot of these countries and a lot of the ministries and organizations um, they don't have the money to send us and I have five requests right now sitting on my desk for this next year of places people and places and countries from various countries that have really vibrant ministries going on that need help with their work with their media and we could do some things in media over in various countries you can't do here in the United States. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a quick uh, example of that. Several years ago, we were in Moscow, uh, Russia, speaking, and a guy came up to you, Then this is back in the early... Oh, uh, 90s, when the internet was just starting. Think way back there, right? Yes. In, in the 90s. <laughs> and um, Phil had produced a couple uh, television shows, like how to produce a Christian television show, and just kind of threw it out there. So this guy walks up to us with his VHS tape, and says to us, I've produced a Christian talk show in St. Petersburg, Would you walk based on based on what you've taught online. And he said, "Will you watch it and let me know what you think, and you know how I can improve on it?" And we went, "Yeah, for sure." And we watched it; it was pretty good for what he had done. But we looked at him and we said, "Initially, where are you showing this? Everything, all the stations are government-owned." In. Soviet Union. He said, "Well, that's really an interesting question." He said, "I couldn't find any place." So, but he said, "The porno channel would sell me a spot." So every week I have a Christian talk show (laughs) on the porno porno channel. Oh, I love it! And we thought, what a better place to be! Yeah. And uh, and so this is the kind of thing we're seeing: boots on the ground, people who know how to speak to their cultures, but they just need some training. Mm -hmm. And so this last year we took a team of five people from Hollywood. We're Connected with all the top people in Hollywood, and we took a lighting director, a social media expert, Phil taught producing. We brought in a a guy to do uh, uh, directing. I taught theatrical acting classes, and we had two teams within Egypt come together. One come over from um, Iran. Who's embedded in Iran secretly mm-hmm. and producing media underground and they were able because it was Egypt they were able to get out of the country and go back again and we taught them how to use lighting more effectively write scripts we brought a script writer with us as well, social media all these aspects and we're so that they can we can dispatch them. Back to their countries and into their cultures to use it more effectively to reach people, and so that's our heart. So that was the first thing, and then we developed. Then I developed Christian. Uh, I did um, influence women, and influence women is all about women. Specifically, are given specific tools. They're they're given specific ways um, in which God can use them from their feminine point of view. And um, I think their ministry can be huge. Um, you know, I'm, I don't have time today that I'd love to talk about how women are important to God in the Bible, but the, he, he outlines it so beautifully. And I believe that women today have a place in the kingdom t- with using their tools on their tool belts, their media tools, to present the gospel in ways that men don't see and so influence women i have a monthly newsletter i send out at influencelab.com women slash women will get you there and you can sign up again influencewomencom slash women and that will do that give you a monthly uh, journal um, we have a blog post on there that encourages you uh, books to read women that you should know about videos to watch that um, will inspire you it's all about growing your thought growing your thinking. And so that's what Influence Women is all about. And you can tell the passion. Can you feel it? I
2: can. And so those of you tuning in right now, thank you so much for doing that. I just thank you so very much. And I am hoping that you share this show with other people. And you are listening to The Sue Fries Show. Sue Fries, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there, get your freebies. There's freebies. Like for instance, you get three pages of I am's. It's who Christ says you are. And sometimes we have people telling us something different than what God says. And you know what? If you're going to listen to something or someone, you're going to listen to our Heavenly Father, I hope, because He created you, and He created you for a purpose. And uh, He wants you to fulfill that purpose, and He gave you the skill set and the gifts to do it. And you might not understand all of that. Just understand if you ask Him, you you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. So... um, it's very interesting. Uh, Kathleen Cook, we've known each other for a while there, and it was no coincidence that we met. And as we talk, it's just there's such an alignment there. It's so exciting. I don't know what the future holds, but God does. And uh, my big thing right now is this ranch, this God dream ranch. And I'm thinking it's supposed to be called Hope Ranch. And I said, you have, uh, you know, you're publishing this devotional book, what's it called? And it's hope for today. Now isn't that something? And we both said that that word hope just means so much to us because there's been times in my life, I don't know about you, Kathleen, but there's been times in my life where I've felt very hopeless, helpless, like I didn't know how I was going to get through a certain situation. And without hope, as long as there's breath, there's hope. And hope is what gets us through. That belief system inside of us just saying there's something better than this there's there's some around the corner today's a new day god created the sun come up new every morning so was there something like that for you where you had to reach out and and grasp hope or i mean somehow you know how important hope is
3: well hope is uh, uh written you know of course uh, god is our greatest hope mm-hmm. we he's called our hope and um and I see so many people who feel so hopeless mm-hmm. in the world today. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I study as a media professional is um, what's happening in our culture, in what will be happening in our country, culture in five to ten years. And the reason why is because it takes five to ten years to produce a film. And it takes usually a, a couple years to produce even a small little project. So... As a media professional, I'm always looking what's happening in the future and what, where are people going. Um, recently, I was reading and working with a professional from the Silicon Valley who we call a futurist. He's a gentleman who's studying right now three and to 10-year-olds, because in 10 years, they will be 13 and 20. Right. He said, I'm done with the millennials. Uh, you know, he said, we are actually calling them the lost generation, because they are so lost in their finances and in where they're wanting to go, and they're calling and purpose. Um, they, they are, we are calling them their, their lost generation. And we are not focusing on them at all. We're focusing in Silicon Valley on the three to 10-year-olds and how they handle media, what are they going to be doing, and... The, the, one, the two big things that came out of that conversation, and I thought, I had just named my book called, it's called Hope for Today, um, Connecting with God in a Distracted World. And um, the two things he talked about was the loss of hopelessness, hopelessness that is going to be getting larger and larger, greater and greater in our world today, specifically because media is driving us into our own world. And we are going to be needing in the future more clarity than ever before. And then he said the second thing is um, that we are distracted We are so – and the number one thing – the book is based on – and I'll uh, sideline here – the book, the reason the number four is in the title, it's it's Hope, the number four today, is because it's based on a four-day devotional. And it's based on the Center for Bible Engagements research of 100,000 people for eight years on why we – Why we go to church, how often we go to church, what are we paying attention to, what are we reading as Christians, and how does it affect our lives? They found that if you are not personally engaged in the Bible four or more times a week, you will make no significant choices or changes any different from someone who never reads the Bible at all. If you read it three times, it goes down a little bit, but it was at the four mark of reading it four times a week that divorce rates went down 69 percent, um, drug addiction, pornography, all of these things went down uh, like 59 percent. And so we are usually having a seven-day devotional, most of us have, and we are in busy schedules. We are in distracted schedules, and we kind of toss them aside. So the book is uh, is kind of helps the reader with – Feeling that they can actually do this, and I encourage my readers to schedule the time four times a week. It's only four times, and ha- and watch it. How- watch how God's going to change your life in the culture and the world that you live in.
2: Okay, so I'm one of those people that I'm. I'm going to ask this question because I know this is what they're thinking right now: is how much time and exactly what do we read a book? Do we read a paragraph? Do you know how much
3: do we read and for how long? So it has nothing to do with that. Okay. It has actually the just, you can take five minutes of your day, you can take 50 minutes of your day. Okay. It's a matter of whether or not you want to focus for those few minutes on creating and establishing that ongoing, engaged relationship with God and the word of God, because God speaks through us through our word. Most of us understand prayer, and we understand mm-hmm. that God speaks through us through prayer, and, and the majority of people access God through prayer. But it doesn't develop that relationship and give you ongoing food ongoing power in your life to be able to make those choices and changes that you need to make you Mm -hmm. get that when you read the bible and that's why it's so important to be engaged in the bible so the book is designed with a small story a lot of my travels and work in the entertainment business that hopefully can draw you in starts of course with a scripture that it's based on and then a small little teaching and then uh so you know you can read it in 10, 10, 15 minutes, 5 minutes, uh, however long, how fast you read um, and however long you want to do. And then it, then it ends with a um, call to action, a question, something that you can journal on, something that that you can go do or change in your life or to think about. Um, like I said, with Influence Women, I'm all about encouraging women not to just be uh, consumers of Um, Christianity, but actually doers and engagers, um, thought leaders. We need some thought leaders in our culture today that are more than just um, dabbling, you know, on the outskirts of it uh, along uh, the way. So we need to just uh, devour it, uh, I think, and and really become thought leaders. And that's what I'm hoping, hoping my book, again, will bring hope to, um, to the reader. The scripture that comes to mind is you will be transformed by the renewing
2: of your mind. Mm,
3: And being in his
2: word is part of that. And part of that would be even the I am's because that is scripture. Mm -hmm. And so being in that, it changes the belief system of uh, you're not feeling victorious right now, you're feeling beaten, and, and uh, you're feeling like you're not going to make it through. But God says, you know, the battle's been won, and you are victorious. And so we have to say that to ourselves to understand that the battle has been won, and we are victorious, even though we're not feeling like it right this second. Yes, yes, yes,
3: yes it's a hope. Yeah, Yes. it's so important. And you know, one of the stories I love to, to talk about in the book, I began the book with a story of Anne Boleyn. I was in uh, in 2005, I was a block away when they had what we is associated with our 9 /11. The bombs exploded in the subways and on the bus. If you remember that in 2005, it was the first time in years that they ever shut down the theatrical theaters in London. we were there just a block away. We would have been in that subway in that whole uh, mess. Who knows if we'd be alive today. But we were with the camera crew, and I was in a van, because normally we would have been in the tube. Mm-hmm. And we were headed to the British Library and um, weren't able to get there because of that. But the next day, we were able to go to finish our filming. We were there doing filming on William Wilberforce, um, who was the great parliamentarian that was uh, attributed to um, ending slavery uh, in the U.K. and around the world, beginning the end of slavery. And, uh, but I was in the library that day, and I was handed Anne Boleyn's Bible. Mm. And it was an incredible moment yeah. that I'll never forget. And the Lord just kind of said to me, "What scripture would you be thinking about on you when you, when if you were being ready to chop your head off?" And the scripture that came to my mind is what Jesus said on the cross: "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." And the scripture about um, "Father, into your hands I commit my life," and we have an opportunity now, alive. God, nobody's going to lop our head off. Um, nobody is going to, you know. I believe Anne Boleyn was one of those uh, women that actually helped the the beginning of the Reformation in England. She was, I think, God was preparing us at the same time. She was living at the same time in, as Martin Luther. Um, she died in 19, in 1536, and we celebrate 1537 is the year as the beginning of the Reformation. So I believe what God was doing in England at the time, in, in translating the Bible uh, into common language, she was able to read the Bible for. Herself and it transformed her life. But we have the opportunity now, as live people on this planet, no matter what's happening to us, no matter what crisis we are in, Mm -hmm. we have that opportunity to commit ourselves to the Lord. And I believe what I've been teaching women specifically in the last few weeks is Jesus is in the midst of the suffering. And when we want more of Jesus and we want something better in our life, we have to run. In the midst of the suffering, because that's G- where Jesus is. When we run away from him, we're running away from that suffering, and we're running away from him specifically. Mm-hmm. If we want to grow, engage, and be a part of what God really wants us to be, it's in the midst of the suffering, and that's where he wants us to be. <laughs> no pain, no gain. That's what just came to my mind. Yeah. No pain, no yeah. gain. But commit our, you know, being committed Christians means not just going to church a couple times a year, but mm. um, You know, not just having a Bible. You know, the average home has four or five Bibles in it. Um, Ninety-three percent of Americans have Bibles in their homes and have never opened it. Fifty percent of evangelical Christians have never read the Bible all the way through. And so we have a responsibility to know the word God calls us in First in uh, in Peter three fifteen that we are to um, revere Christ in our hearts. We are to be don't, uh, uh, devoted and honored uh, of Him, and that um, we are to defend and be prepared to defend our faith. That's excellent words
2: that most of us understand or have heard this before, but maybe today it's ringing stronger in your heart. Maybe there's something tugging at you. I'm hoping so, because we always can improve. Wherever we are, no matter how much we're doing, there might be something we could do different or better. So, if that's you, which I would uh, I I'm thinking it's all of us together and we all have a calling. What is yours? Ask the Lord if you don't know, and if you do know, are you doing everything you can do to be a blessing to those you come in contact with? Are you being an ambassador to Christ? and for christ be a blessing to someone each and every day kathleen thank you so much for being thanks so much
3: for having me Sue. oh you
2: every time you come on i just want more so i have to have you back again okay so god bless you all until next week bye-bye
1: it's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects,